1: Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host Chris. Uh, with me this week I've got Scott.
0: Hello. How are we? I'm very well. I'm happy it's the end of the week.
1: Almost. It's Friday. Yes, yeah, so almost, yeah. Uh, Adam, for his first, first one of the season, how are you? Yeah, or oh, two, alright. One of two. <laughs> it wasn't meant as an insult, it was meant as a... Sort it sounded of... like it. <laughs> it wasn't, it was meant as a nice Yeah, when Brian
2: turns up then you can start on there, okay? <laughs>
1: Who? And Scott,
2: because we, we record on Thursdays now, which I have forgot, you remember you have to go to work tomorrow. Yes. I don't want you sleeping in. I love these lazy Saturdays. <laughs>
0: oh crap, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I love these real Saturdays. I uh, like <laughs> that fake
1: one, Then you got me fired. <laughs> uh, and that giggle in the background was Emma, how are you?
3: I'm very well, thank you.
1: Good, good, good. Right, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Premier League games that happened uh, earlier in the week and this weekend, uh, comings and goings in the Premier League, uh, language problems, and other bits and bobs of leagues because Sarah is back this weekend, Scott Munro. Woo! Right, so uh, we will start with Monday night's Premier League games. So, Sheffield United, Neil Wills 2, uh, Jimenez, and Roman Say scored um, 28 goals in all competitions since the start of last season for Jimenez. Um, Is it a sign of Wolves' ambition that he's still there, or his lack of ambition that he's still there, Scott?
0: Um, Ambition that he's still there. I think he's probably one of the best strikers in Europe, and Wolves are more than happy to keep him. Yeah. I don't don't think anyone would probably match the value of him at the moment in this current climate.
1: Okay. Adam, you made a face. Because I don't agree with what Scott said. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's fine.
2: I, th- I think if he was one of the best strikers in Europe, then he wouldn't be
1: playing for Wolves, the seventh best team in the in England.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, exactly the seventh
0: yes. best team in England.
1: I was kind of agree with you, Yes.
0: I did. I did say he's one of the best. He's not the best. He's like I the second think. best. I like priest. That,
2: but I don't think he's one of the best strikers okay. in Europe. In Europe, okay. either. Um. I think that it's a just a. He's pro- maybe he's at maybe he's at his level maybe he does a slight move above but I think that he's either overvalued by Wolves or not respected. Perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps he's not respected by these clubs and if he was given an opportunity he would flourish. But he doesn't strike me as someone who is absolutely missing the opportunity to be uh, knocking them in for a, some sort of super club.
1: Okay, um, perceived wisdom for this game was that. Um... Wolves started the better, and Sheffield United were a bit sluggish in the first half. Um, would that be because of the goals that they scored in six minutes? Is that the perceived wisdom? That would be the perceived wisdom, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris...
2: how, how smart are these people to work out that the team that scored more than the first six minutes probably started
1: quite well? Uh, Chris Wilder was asked about second season syndrome. He said, I wish I had a pound for everyone who said that. There are 37 games to go, whatever. So he obviously took that question quite well.
2: Um, it feels like it feels like he's um, a little bit agitated.
1: I would guess, yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like a whatever comment, that does it?
2: Yeah, I'm cool about it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you how cool I am about it by getting really annoyed about it.
1: I think whatever though. Every time someone says whatever, shows that they are annoyed. No one has ever said whatever and not been bothered. Absolutely, I think so. Uh, Nuno says that we are onto something. Quote unquote special. Um, Emma, uh, do you agree with him? You can see them getting into the top four this season.
3: No, top four might be a bit much Yeah Europa League, sure But top four might be a bit much He's doing a good job though
1: Okay, Scott's got his hand in the air, he's practising for tomorrow night down the pool No, why?
0: Uh, No, just making a point Barry perhaps. No
1: Um, One
0: where you shout the answers out? I don't know um, No, I'd be playing pairs. downloaded that earlier Um, Barry Glendennin's Got him finishing in top four
1: he has, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. In place of who? Uh, that would be Chelsea.
0: Chelsea United. Chelsea United. 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 Yeah, yeah.
3: But Barry
2: Glendinning also took about eight years to predict that Bournemouth we were going to get relegated. So. <laughs> he, also, he also
0: chips in the night and all that. He also predicted Christian Benteke would be top goal scorer and won the Euros.
1: I also um, remember.
3: Not sarcastically.
1: No. no. I also remember a very old Football Weekly predicting that uh, Aston Villa might win the Premier League
2: yeah um but anyway let's not sl- let's not slag off everyone's poor predictions because um <laughs> we've got we've got years of this recording and i know where, i know where my b- bodies are buried and i <laughs> don't think i won't go looking for yours i've got that kind of time on my hands i'm a very vengeful person
1: do you think barry glenn is gonna go through old episodes of man on the post and find our inaccurate points no no no
2: i'm saying that it wouldn't cost money. like He could buy my me telling him what they were for you if he, if he wanted to. I'm, 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 my price is very low.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, and Sheffield United, I mean, uh, if we've heard the Set Piece Menu podcast this week, it's pretty poor to make predictions at this time of uh, the season. But should we go out on a limb and come out with some sort of knee-jerk reaction and talk about Sheffield United this season? Are they going to have a second season syndrome?
2: It depends what you mean by a second season syndrome, is in...
1: Where they get relegated. Second
2: season syndrome, is in they get relegated, no. Second season syndrome where they don't look like a team who might, at one point, potentially finish in the Champions League. Yeah, they're not going to do that again.
1: Okay. They're,
3: they'll struggle, but they won't get relegated. <clears throat> they're far worse teams than they are. Yeah. I also just... I'm, I
2: feel like Wolves just get far too much more respect than I think that they actually deserve. I don't get this whole. People are fascinated about wars, about this team that can are going to finish in the Champions League, and they never look like a Champions League team to me. They look like a team who are just perfectly well achieving at, the, at sort of their level. I don't, I don't see them as this team that have another gear to go to that everyone else seems to see.
1: I think the whole George Mendes thing um, helps with that as well. People think, as well as having the sort of talent on the
2: that hasn't really made a difference since they got that got them into the Premier League, right? And then got them to be immediately competitive in the Premier League. Yeah. But since then, they haven't who they haven't bought in these huge players, right? They've gone and spent forty million pounds on a guy who's played back twelve games of
3: football in his life. They have. That is a fair point. Might drop but they're nice.
1: What
3: though <laughs> sure but I think I feel that, like
2: them being quite nice to watch and Nuno being, like it just seems to get them this additional level of credit that I just don't feel that they deserve ok um, it
1: sounds like jealousy
2: <clears throat> oh. you want the credit <laughs> was, don't
1: you it
2: was jealousy until I saw Alan play for about 20 minutes and then I fell in love with him and decided he's probably
0: going to win the Ballon d'Or <laughs> told you he was good
2: You, Chris, you need to fill these silences it's Well no, job. he was talking to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: but, yeah, told you it
2: was good, yeah. Thanks, Scott. You're welcome. Now over to you, Chris.
1: Thank you. Right. Brighton and Hove Albion won Chelsea three. So uh Jorginho scored a penalty. Uh Trossard then equalised. Uh Rich James and Kurt Zuma made it two one and three one for Chelsea. Um Team of Verne didn't score, but he won the penalty which Jorginho scored. Uh he's by all accounts he looked Pretty decent. Um, one who didn't look decent was uh, Kepper. Um, supposedly at fault for the goal, he's conceded 19 goals outside uh, from outside the penalty box since he joined Chelsea. That's more than any other keeper in the Premier League in the same period of time. So um, he's is he having a clout?
0: Clar-
2: what you need to remember about that stat, though, is that like six of those six of the worst goalkeepers in the Premier League haven't been there for the same period of time, right? Because Three of them weren't here and got promoted and three of them got relegated. But yes, it's still not
1: a great stat for him. The three worst goalkeepers don't get relegated every year.
2: Wow, they're not going to be good goalkeepers, are they? Yeah, but they're not going to be awful. Well, they probably got relegated for all the goals they conceded. Ben
1: Foster's not a terrible goalkeeper. He got relegated. Ben Foster's a very good keeper.
2: I'd love to know how many goals he conceded from
1: outside the area. Maybe there's a way of finding out. Wow. Fraser Digley Scott.
2: How many of those hundred
1: goals were his fault?
0: Who knows? Is that you stealing stats from other people to find out? Of course it is. Otherwise, you can't follow up to tell me about how many Ben Foster. <laughs> yeah, but he's just written down what um,
2: uh, Richard Jolly wrote. That oh, I haven't. No,
1: that's not a Richard Jolly stat. That's where oh, I get no, it's my. Duncan Alexander. It's not Duncan Alexander. It's where I get my stats from for these when well, we preview um... the games.
2: What you could find, though, is you've accidentally taken one that they've taken from them, so you're now third-hand information.
1: I seem to remember twice you've called me out on my stats recently, and you've improved wrong both times. Don't
2: know
1: about... Jürgen Klopp and Ben Ben Chilwell. I'm more than happy to remind you.
0: Look at the smugness on his face.
2: You can't see the smugness on his face on the recording, and when this bit goes missing...
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Bad. So uh, have you seen the goal that Kepler in and are we all blaming him for that or is it just a really good shot?
2: No, it's his fault but it is, there's a, I think that any other goalkeeper that that happens to, people still say probably should be saving it but maybe start talking about the extenuating circumstances about the ball bouncing just in front of him.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: I don't think it's a howler. I still think he should save it. Well, I think that he has used up that credit in the bank, so he's not getting that. Uh,
1: so if that was Casper if, if Schmeichel that let that goal in, people wouldn't have said as much.
2: I think
0: they would have gone, uh,
2: he probably should have saved it, but...
1: All right. Um, Reece, uh, sorry, Lewis Dunk missed the absolutely sitter to make it 2-2. Who saw this header? It was, like, easier to miss. the. the cross comes in to the far post. Pfft, he is literally, I reckon a foot, two feet out of a goal and managed to miss it entirely Uh Rhys James had a rather nice goal that was lovely wasn't it we all,
0: we all see this I yeah. made a noise I made a very loud noise when I saw it yeah what did I
1: you didn't sound enjoy
0: like? that as much as um,
2: as watching um, record-standing K habits just put the ball out of play which <laughs> pass that was about 20 yards away from any other Chelsea player
0: that was a meme for about turns
2: out he had a rubbish game don't know what we were worried about don't worry about him it useless
1: okay We'll keep that one in the um, <laughs> <laughs> when he hopes to get to the Champions League final. Uh, Rhys James, he hit that very nicely, didn't he? He did, he hit it lovelily. Lovelily?
0: Lovelily. Bad new word for you, Chris. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, Chelsea, since the start of last season, in their away matches in the Premier League, they have scored 42 and let in 39. So, for all their big spending, um, there are still... Questions about them at the back, isn't there, that still haven't been answered very much.
0: Let's do got Tiago Thiago Silva and Saar to come back. Saar's on loan, isn't he? Saar's a free transfer. Oh, I thought they loaned him out. Yes. Oh, did they? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I thought yeah. they did
2: think they him out and nothing says how do I stop a counter-attack
0: like a 36-year-old
2: center
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like Tiago Silva. I think you might prove a lot of people wrong in in the Premier League but his leadership skills are not the greatest as we all witnessed in the World Cup when he refused to take a penalty. I
3: point,
2: like I know it's after, like I feel like he's living off a reputation for being potentially the best centre half in the game when centre half were particularly poor like I don't I don't think like the uh the mid what 2014 when he was at the,
1: And I reckon that was a strong time for central defenders. Sort of after Vinic retired. There was a sort of gap, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Who saw the sort of toing and froing between Jürgen Klopp and Frank Lampard this week about um, money comments or comments about resources?
2: This is difficult for me because it's Frank Lampard and Jürgen Klopp. But I kind of agree with Frank Lampard. Like... Big super club complaining about another big super club spending lots of money. Oh no! Was he like,
1: complaining or was he making a point, Jürgen?
2: Well, he's making a snide point that's sort of hidden by the fact that, as, as you can see from all of the, um, all of the artic- all of the articles and um, Twitter threads from sort of um, Swiss Ramble about where Liverpool spend their money, that you know, it's just being spent in a slightly different place. Like he's talking about it like Liverpool are living on some sort of su- street. Yeah. Shoestring budget and sort of fighting up against the against, against sort of Goliath. The Liverpool aren't fucking David.
1: Emma, a Liverpool the little team that Dick could.
3: No, Jurgen Klopp's got a real thing about this, hasn't he? Like, oh, he spent eighty million on Virgil Van Dijk and seventy million on Allison and forty million on Fabinho, but they don't spend any money. It's all.
2: And fifty five million
3: on pounds on navigator. Yeah, yeah. It's all they don't they never spent any money to get where they were. It's all good coaching and youth products.
1: <laughs> of whom we sold by like today. The time they
2: spend how to take throw-ins.
1: <laughs> all right, Andy Great.
3: Understand what is what his thing is about making Liverpool look like they're some sort of uh club of the people.
1: Um was he... I mean, presumably he was asked about this rather than raised it off of his own back, which would be a bit weird.
3: Yeah, but it sounds like something he'd do.
1: What, he'd just come out with it out of the blue?
3: Yeah. Oh, really? Don't you think he would?
1: Yeah, I think he would. I don't think he would. He but... really
3: would. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah? <laughs> OK. Well, Scott, Scott, The without a sort of bone to throw in the Premier League, I think, is uh, nodding his head, so I might... I am. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Okay, so, uh, EFL Cup this week. Some results from the EFL Cup. Uh, Jack Grealish scored after celebrating signing his new contract uh, as Aston Villa beat Burton 3-1. I'm guessing that signing a new contract so Villa can get more money for him next summer.
0: Didn't Fabian Delf sign a, a massive contract at Villa and then was sold to Manchester City, like, ten days later?
1: I don't think he did. I thought he had a really small clause in his contract, didn't he? No, I think he signed a
0: big contract and then City he... put an offer in and then he was gone.
1: Maybe you're right. Oh I do remember something like about yeah, maybe you're right. Okay.
0: But who knows? We've still got what? <clears throat> a few weeks left of the transfer window.
1: Oh you think he's gonna do a Joey Beecham, do you? Or a family none, as he literally just described yeah, that. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> wow. I was Finally. trying to I was trying to get all regional banks with him. Yeah, Oxford United, Adam, they're on your teams, you should know this.
2: I, if it's not um, James Constable, I don't really know who plays for Oxford. It turns out James Constable left about five years ago. That
0: Swindon Town fan, James Constable. Scores a lot of goals for Oxford United, that's all I can tell you.
2: He
1: probably hated every single one.
3: Did <laughs> Didn't James Constable paint the hay wing?
1: He might well. Have done. That's that's way over beyond our.
3: <laughs> game yes. game. Oh no, wait! That's John Constable.
2: Oh, yeah, they might call people James in those times. Yeah.
3: James, John, whatever.
2: Juan John, Constable. John's much the much more regal name for that for so that sort of period. It's all weirding. James is just a step away from Jimmy. Come on, <laughs> Jimmy Constable.
3: <laughs> or oh, James.
2: Thomas. Jimmy, Jimmy Constable was very much shining shoes, not painting
1: portraits. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was like, yeah, he's like James Constable or Juan Constable. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth drew 0-0 with Crystal Palace, but they won 11-10 on penalties. I think it was Wayne Hennessy that missed this one, didn't it? I think the ball landed, sort of, the ball went slightly higher than his arm can reach in a selfie photo. Um, nice. Well yeah. played. Do you know I was thinking about him this week. You know when the Guardian Football Weekly were talking about Damien Delaney's uh, fantasy dinner oh, party?
0: Oh, that was weird, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about it. I wonder who Wayne Hennessy would invite.
2: <laughs> I had respect for the fact that um, he knew so much about and cared about history because the kind of talk I've seen from Debbie Alley on All or Nothing was just what's your favourite kind of chocolate bar and <laughs> talking about how he cooked baked beans
1: rather. Have you oh. heard this, Emma? No. Oh. Uh, no I haven't So Crystal Palace's Damien Delaney was asked who he would invite for his fantasy dinner party guests So the um, first guest he invited was uh, Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones And everyone thought well that's, uh, okay. that's quite a yeah. sensible choice He then said he would invite Genghis Khan <laughs> Followed by did
3: he, did, he, did he give a reason?
1: Yeah uh, obviously this is a man who's seen things that would be interesting to talk to at the dinner table Which is sound it's logic, man. Yeah, yeah, sound logic. Yeah. Um, who else did he say you invite? he said he would invite Napoleon Bonaparte uh, okay. and Joseph Starling for the same reasons?
3: Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah,
1: as they sort of pointed out on the um, Football Weekly podcast, what on earth he cooked. That's a, that's a whole load of eclectic uh, food there. <laughs> but yeah, that would be his fantasy dinner party, I guess. I may have missed somebody off there as well. I don't think it was Hitler, but I think it was someone pretty appalling.
3: <laughs> well, good. I'm
1: glad it was hit Oh, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that's what he his reasoning was these people have done, you know, amazing historical things it would be fascinating to listen to. And maybe Keith Richards will play him a nice song or something. I don't know. But I, Did you work
2: out what the death count was? I'd love to know the, the death count of Stalin, Chairman Mao and Genghis Khan.
1: Well, listening to a podcast this week about Genghis Khan, it's not as high as you would imagine. Well, um, no, Mao's,
2: you know, Mao is killing it straight away. Yeah, Like, Mao's winning. I once... In,
1: in my general studies... Um... This picture probably comes out quite well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> In my yeah, general has st- got like maybe one two <laughs> <laughs> my general studies mock A level exam I wrote an essay about how Stalin was justified in killing 60 million people because it kept Russia on an even political keel and look at the um, chaos that came before him with the revolution and I got uh, told to go see my teacher afterwards when she marked it because <laughs> she thought <laughs> I was some sort of revolutionary anarchist that needed to be brought back into line rather than I was just a very bored person sat in an exam
3: was it I don't a red think pen? You, were say you wrote about
1: Keith Richards.
0: No. <laughs> was, it, was it a red pen, please see me?
1: I think it was pretty much. I think it was along the lines of, have you ever I been to communist Russia? Again.
2: Yeah. Maybe <laughs> like that sounds like you should be on some sort of list. Like there should be people outside his house at all times. <laughs> well, no. Mo- monitoring, the, monitoring the man who wanted to kill 60 million people.
1: <laughs> surely. Th- having... if you have my five, I'm
2: watching you I'm upset.
1: Oh, surely having written an essay praising communism like you know if i'd written that in east germany i'd have been number one student however i wrote it in a small midlands town in central england it's all just context isn't it exactly exactly <laughs> i did better than my and mate you're the victim, yeah. <laughs> 60 million people. exactly i did better than my friend that fell asleep because he went to the prodigy see the prodigy the night before and uh, couldn't see or hear anything because he's still off his head but
0: you win, well, you win. But some he made these, so. life yeah, I think he made the right decision. I think
1: he did. I think he ended up the director of his own company. He's now like well on his way to being a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's probably done better. Um, although he's not sat here with you guys, is he? Uh, also, in the EFL Cup, West Ham beat Charlton 3 0. Um, Newcastle beat Blackburn 1 0. Uh, in the Graham Fenton derby. So, sorry about that, Dave, on Sunday. Um, West Brom beat Harrogate. New boys Harrogate in League 2. Scott got 3-0. They won 4-0 at the weekend, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Have you seen the goals from that game?
1: Yeah, they were pretty appalling, weren't
0: they? Especially the fourth one. Yes.
1: That was Southend they were playing, wasn't
0: Southend it? Southend away and they won 4-0. Yeah. Harrogate won their first two games of the season. So they knocked out Tranmere in the first round on penalties. Beat Southend. Oh, OK. So not a bad start to the season so far.
1: This may not be the last time you hear of South End in this podcast this week. Um... Leeds 1, Hall 1, uh, Hall 1, 9-8 on penalties. Uh, racist Kiko Kassia was captain. Um, Marcelo Bielsa said that his teammates were happy for him to be captain. Has anyone got any thoughts on this at all?
0: Has anyone asked Jonathan Lako how he feels uh, about it? Cause it's, mm, it's quite bad what happens.
1: I'm guessing that Casir still denies it, doesn't he? Yeah. But... I don't know what the burden of proof was or whether he was caught on camera saying the it. Burden or...
0: of proof isn't that
2: high. Not
1: burden of proof, sorry. I don't know whether he was like filmed saying it or something or
0: um is it John McKenzie, who's a Leeds fan. I think he may have got some abuse over the summer not defending Garcia about
1: it. Yeah, he's a good egg is John, but I think that um it's the sort of thing I can imagine to divide you tribally, as uh, Liverpool fans well know. Um
2: It's also a difficult one, right? If you if you deny it, you deny it, and people will think that you've done that or not. So you can either apologise, and maybe you, some people will let that go. But if you also are denying it, why would you apologise for something that you don't think you did? Yeah. True. Like, you're never going to be able to please all the people. Who knows?
1: Uh, Everton beat Salford 3-0 uh, in a game that was on telly with Gary Neville commentating uh, with his own team. Did anyone else find that a bit weird? I thought it was a little bit strange. Or am I getting my knickers in a twist? Um,
2: what's
1: Do you have about? a problem what? with
3: him commentating on Manchester United games?
1: Yeah. Mm, no, because he doesn't own Manchester United.
3: He played for them all of his life, though.
1: Yes, but he doesn't currently own them. Yes. He's, 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 he's a stakeholder.
0: What's
1: he a stakeholder. To yeah. Sorry, I can hear one of you. He's a stakeholder, you say, Scott.
0: He's a stakeholder. He's not an owner. He's a part he's... owner. Okay. Adam, sorry?
2: What, what what are you worrying that he's achieving as commentating like, is, he's not giving he's not giving them any unfair advantage
1: he's not giving them an advantage no but you as a, a viewer aren't getting a unblemished and un, well I mean, you don't get that anyway you when get that well, anyway, when he, okay, but, take Manchester United either.
3: Yeah, yeah
1: same with Jamie Carragher
0: commentator, co-commentating on Liverpool games also <laughs> yeah. isn't Martin anything Steve McManaman
1: does
0: yeah also isn't Martin Tyler a closet my United fan they stay on social media.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. OK. Uh, and also Southampton lost 2-0 to Brentford. Um, what else we got? OK. Uh, bits and bobs of news. So the fallout from Le Classique continues. Neymar's got himself a too much ban. Uh, Alvaro Gonzalez, who is currently playing as I'm watching Marseille versus Saint-Étienne, um, he's going to be called before the uh, committee of the French FA next week to answer the allegations of racism that Neymar has made towards him. And... Um, Hangel Maria has also been uh, requ- required to come before the same board as well for spitting on um, Gonzalez. Um, Scott, you've got your hand in there. Are you still out like, clubbing?
0: No. Who who had Angle de Maria to be the first footballer to be an absolute dickhead and spit on someone? Um, in this COVID times because I'll be honest, not that, me. <laughs> that is in these times that should be like a six month
3: ban
1: yes you scoffed there
3: you say in these times like it's not disgusting at any oh, time yeah I know yeah <laughs> but
2: in this yeah but then Emma we're close to that any time when people I'd rather have my leg broken than be spat on yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't you though <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: from someone who's broken I'm like no <laughs>
3: same
1: <laughs> um yeah, so uh, the fallout from there continues. So they're talking about quite lengthy bands. Um, did anyone see the highlights from this or watch the game at all at the weekend and got any thoughts on this?
2: No, everyone watched the same four minutes that we, the rest of us have all watched, which involved five red cards. No one's seen anything else other
1: than that. I watched the whole game. Uh, you
3: were very excited about it. Well,
1: I mean, the referee booked four people by 13 minutes, so he didn't exactly have a, a lid on the, the, the game throughout the whole event. Um, and the Gonzales um, Neymar thing was rumbling on all game and to be fair to Neymar he got absolutely kicked to bits by the Marseille players so I can understand why he lost his rag uh, maybe he shouldn't have responded to the alleged racism maybe he should have done it wasn't exactly a big thump he gave Gonzales either that sent Gonzales to the ground it was Didn't brilliant he fun he
3: after that he would punched him in the face
1: I think he did yes yes he was complaining about the racism in the first half as well. He he was on the sideline, was caught talking to the fourth official and the Marseille bench about it. So it was an, obviously an unruly thing that's going on all game. Uh, so I think Gonzalez, if he's going to be found guilty, is going to face a a rather lengthy ban. Um, PSG played last night. They played Mets. Um, it didn't really get much better for them. So I remember, they've lost both their first two games of the season. Uh, they relied on a 93rd minute. Um, uh, Draxler winner uh, Julian Draxler winner uh, having already lost um, Abu Diallo to a red card earlier on in the game so things too cool are not happy in the uh, in the French camp there um, Tuesday saw Montpellier uh, beat Lyon 2-1 um, red cards either side here Hassim um, Hassim was given a red card on VAR but he's been linked with moves the Premier League is not he? He's been yeah, linked Arsenal.
0: and Juventus and Serie A
1: OK Uh, When he's not kicking people, is he a good
0: player? Oh, very good player. Very good technical player. I think he can play either in a three in midfield or higher up on the pitch. Um, Leon will ask a lot of money for him.
1: Okay. And you think they'll probably get it? Yes. All right. Um, And also a red card for Montpellier. Uh, Hilton, um, the Brazilian Hilton, got a red card. Age 43. He played for Brazil in 1996. Um. that's how long he's been around. And uh,
0: he'll probably sign a one-year extension like he always has for the last couple of years.
1: Is there Roberto still playing? He was another one that was playing no, incredibly late, wasn't he, he? he retired a couple of years ago. OK. Uh, Liverpool have agreed a deal to sign Thiago Alcantara for £27.3 million on a four-year deal Liverpool apparently were reluctant to spend so much on a 29-year-old in the last year of his contract but uh, it seems that uh, the deal is pretty much over the line they've agreed personal terms with the player although I have written in large letters here Nabil Fekir Medical so till that deal is done it's not over the line is it Emma?
3: I don't think that Thiago has dodgy knees though yeah. Unlike Fekir, who has really dodgy
1: knees. I've got jelly knees.
3: If they're signing uh, Thiago, are they going to sell Fabinho? Because they think... pretty much played the same position, right? Oh,
1: good point. I do hope not, because he is uh, younger. And we have a lot of players around the 29-30 mark. Um, I can see a three in midfield of uh, Henderson and Thiago and... Um, Fabinho? Is that Fabinho sitting? Defensive Maybe that's what I do, a football manager. I don't know. But <laughs> so, would, would, would Klopp <clears throat> have to change his tactics? Would he go for a double
0: pivot of Thiago and Fabinho? Or would he move Fabinho... Because Fabinho can play centre-half and right back. But you're covered in that area, aren't you?
1: Well, we're covered in that area with uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Maybe... I can't see him thinking about Fabinho being at centre back because he would only replace uh, Joe Gomez. He hasn't had the best of starts, but Joel Matip is no slouch. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just thought maybe that would be his three that he would play, but maybe uh, couldn't Thiago not play any more sort of ad- advanced box to box? Is he not like that? Not that sort of player? No, it's
0: not his thing. No, he's a. Uh... Oh, would you, would you count him as like a deep line playmaker, Emma? Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, he's very defensively minded. He's not going to be going box to box. It's not what he does. He sits.
1: Okay. He,
0: um, he's sort of the player who ticks the game along. So you, he'll have, what, 150 to probably 200 touches of the ball a game?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's no straight swap for Genie Wijnaldum then if he goes to Barcelona? No. Okay. I'm very glad we got him, though. Um, I, I'd still like to hope there's a future for um Fabinho because I think he's been excellent for us um Gareth Bale and Sergio you'd have to help with this Emmett Reguilion huh yeah (laughs) no go on what do you say it regulon regulon is that right
3: it's it's yes
1: (laughs) come on Emma say it how do you say it
3: no, no, he he's actually right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope you have Sergio in the back of his shirt. Uh are gonna to fly to London on Friday, uh, to sign on loan from Real Madrid. Bale, Gareth Gabbe still gonna get six hundred thousand pounds a week, but Spurs are gonna pay some of that. Um couple of questions here. What sort of bail are Spurs getting? I mean what I mean, are they expecting two thousand thirteen bail but gonna get something different or are they Oh, they're gonna
3: get something different.
1: Yeah. Has this been seen in Spain, um, Emma?
3: Uh, there, there seems to be a debate among Real Madrid fans whether Gareth Bale is actually a club legend. Or not. Most of them just want him gone.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Even though he's won four Champions Leagues with them.
3: Yeah, but he's just sitting on the bench refusing to play.
1: I think he's only played. He played about half a dozen times last year for or started half a dozen times. It wasn't very yeah, often, was, was
3: didn't it? Yeah, he can get on with the days, at the end. And then he did refuse to go to the Champions League.
1: He did. So what is it with Zidane that's happened? Do they just don't like each other on a personal level? Or does Zidane not rate him as a player?
3: Wales, football, Wales, golf, Real Madrid.
1: But that that ha- all happened before then, though, didn't it? No. <laughs> that, that, that
3: happened while Zidane's been here for the best. No,
1: but that wasn't the start of the whole thing. I mean... Was it, or was he already in no, out, of favor so, he out of favour before
3: that? Without favour, sure, but <laughs> it's not going to help, is it?
1: No. <laughs> I, I
2: thought that he was already that. What that was a, a um, consequence of
1: the. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he was on the. He's been up, They were on the outs, obviously, but he's not. Um, he's not doing himself any favour, is he? The the story I
2: heard from from, uh, reporting from Sid Lovers was that there was a game, it was actually a Champions League game or something like that, I think against, a couple of years ago against PSG where Bale was left out, was pissed off about it, but then was bought like basically he didn't react in the way that Zidane wanted him to and then didn't come on and play angry and prove his point and then Zidane was just very quickly like, I'm done with you, that's what.
3: Yeah, that's what he does, basically. He doesn't. He's not much of a second chance kind of guy.
0: Remember that um, Bell had a move to China cancelled last minute as well.
2: Yes, oh, it's fantastic
3: in China.
0: He was actually landed and Real Madrid pulled the plug on the
2: deal.
3: Yeah,
2: and that's what makes this even better, right? Because that means that Real Madrid paid six hundred grand a week for him to do nothing last season, and now paying three hundred grand a week for him to do <laughs> to do stuff like, potentially against them. If, uh, um, they can't have the Champions League, so no, I guess not. But 300 grand a week to do nothing again this season just because they wanted to transfer free 18 months ago.
1: So, um... All
3: Spurs they think they're getting the, the Gareth Bale they sold to Real Madrid. They are going to be very disappointed. I
2: was going to say... Well, he's, he's, like, you, you shouldn't be... They shouldn't be surprised about that because, for a start, he is a completely different animal, like, physically, compared mm-hmm. to what he was he is a far more sort of bulky, muscular version of the person who went... They sent some sort of gangly little wonch kid off to Madrid and he's come back
1: ripped.
3: Yeah, it's all that golf.
1: Um, Emma, what would you do with Gareth Bale if you were Jose Mourinho? How would you play
0: him? Right back.
1: <laughs> In the changing rooms?
3: <laughs> yeah, defensive midfield.
1: <laughs> no, what would you do with How would you play him? Um, Probably
2: that
1: Thiago position that you knew <laughs> <need> nothing about.
3: <laughs> you just gotta blame how he, you know what he wants. He wants to be in midfield on the wing, running at people. And that's basically the only thing you can do with him, and to get the best out of him.
1: Can anyone see him being some sort of cover for Harry Kane?
3: No, he can't. Do yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Well. Cosimo Mourinho can try to make him do that. Whether it will be successful is a different matter. He will try but, it. But this is, a diff- this, is,
2: I, this is where I think that this is a more effective strategy of your spares than what every other sort of idiot pundit you'll hear on, on Talksport will call for at any point going, talking about how they need to sign a world-class backup to Harry Kane or something like that. Because any club that play, plays one up front hardly any clubs that play one up front have that sort of talent and reserve in their team. They have a world-class striker and then they have players who they make do with. But, if instead you take a strategy like Spurs do and you have a player like Bale a player like Son and you've got potentially different options to play that, it means you have to change your game slightly if Harry Kane goes down and you've got You've still got a high level of talent on the pitch than you have them playing at thirty. What? How old is? I don't I think who they could sign now. What? If they've gone and signed Higuain or something like that.
1: Or... Well, they're in for Danny Ng, supposedly twenty million pounds. They were talking about yeah, that won't happen.
3: <laughs> Who's Ben's fullback?
1: Ben Davis or Ben
0: Davies? Ben, ben Davies. Davies or um, Ryan Sessegnon? Danny Rose is he still at the club? Well, Danny Rose wasn't given a squad number. No, so he's gone basically. Yeah. For anyone who's watched All or Nothing, you'll understand why.
1: Okay.
3: Um, so, so Rivoli is moving, and not probably not going to get first-team football.
2: What I find interesting, like this, from, again from hearing Sid Lowe talk about him, at a moment, is that from someone who who hasn't seen very much of Mbowe, he does not strike me as a as a Jose Mourinho
0: fullback. Correct.
3: That's how they know this is happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I wonder, is this a Daniel Levy signing to get fans off his back that they haven't signed big names and Jose's just got to deal with him? Or do you think Jose's involved?
3: I guess bringing Bale back's got a certain uh, degree of romanticism to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it must do. Um, right, okay. What else have we got? Uh, Macclesfield Town have been wound up with debts of five hundred thousand pounds, so that's about one hundred ninety of the owed to the taxman, uh, one hundred and seventy thousand to other creditors, and then other bits and bobs from there. So uh, we're about to, lo- we're probably going to lose Wigan. We could well be losing South Uh Come the end of the season, if fans aren't allowed back in, uh, we could well be losing a whole lot more. So, um, Scott, you support a small team down the bottom, is there a solution you can think of? I I keep coming back to the idea of regionalised leagues, which I know you don't like.
0: I like how you called the club I support, a small club on the bottom, while we're currently the top of League One after one game. Are you club? End the season now for lockdown, I'll be quite happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've always thought regional Uh, leagues from League One and below, but you've poo-pooed that before.
0: Yeah, um, why? I, I don't know, I just like I like the things how it is at the moment, but well, I can see oh, come the... on. it's not working at the moment, though, is it? The things oh, are the way it's at the moment, are oh, well, yeah, it's not. But as you said earlier, I can see more clubs going to the wall, and it's such a sad shame. Charlton, clubs. I don't, don't know Apart
2: from you like things the way they are, what is? I don't understand what the benefit is for you as a, as a Swindon fan of having to make a trip to carlisle to go and watch your team play
0: thankfully we're not in the same division as carlisle this season
2: you've you rumbled me i don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> the match <master> slips <laughs> <laughs> there must be other teams up
0: there sunderland Sunderland. i would love to play sunderland this season
2: right sure but that's because Sunderland are very example because they're a big enough team i know about <laughs> But anyway, you you must get my point. Like I do, you know, yeah. If you want to, if you want someone who follows your team home and away, why do you want to add hundreds and hundreds of miles of unnecessary journeys into that? If you could play in a regional league,
0: I think it's just the for us. It's probably the excitement of you get to go to a new ground if you haven't been to see that team play in that division. So,
2: but the, but you still get that. With local teams, they just would. Poor oh, local teams, they just wouldn't be as far away.
0: I know. I get. I get how you. I do understand that, but uh, can you see? Honestly, can you see the EFL doing this now? I can. You you, you struggle to see them
2: doing anything, but there's going to have like there has to be some sort of major change, otherwise, it's. Gonna, I think that we're going to be looking at a wasteland and. I completely agree with you, you, Chris, about the idea of regional leagues, but I don't think regional leagues is a solution to this problem. I mean, that, that's a sticking plaster over what's going on. I don't understand why they're playing football, if I'm honest with you at the moment.
1: Yeah, I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. we talked about this
2: before, about how, essentially, at the lower leagues, football, lower league football is no different from going to the theatre, into a comedy gig or something like that it is essentially a bums on seats operation and they don't have it so why are they playing because you said even if even if someone gave um McS2 Town uh, 500k this, today that's just the start of their problems they're not going. they're not they're not going to they're not going to be in a positive cash flow position in the next six months none of these teams are
1: um Go back to the original question, then Scott. What would you do if you were Mister EFL? If you were Sean Harvey, uh,
0: I would actually try and help these clubs out, and they're not doing that at the moment. Look what they tried to do last season with Barry and Bolton. How Franklin, would you help them?
1: Grants. What I mean, was to the stop them splurging that money on chasing the dream of getting the division higher? What would you do? Would you dictate how they spend that money? Could you see
0: Macclesfield doing that?
2: So I can see it's not it... about it's not about Macclesfield. Like you can't just go around giving or like if you as soon as you write a check to one club, you're going to have just everyone with their hand up, right? I think that it's a bigger problem than needing well, I don't think the EFL have the power to do it. The EFL don't have the don't have the power to to do anything about this, right? They don't have blank checks. The EFL is essentially a members' organisation with a group of people who will not vote against their own their own self-interest. That's why you ha- have owners who are all actively or passively trying to... nearly every football club in the Football League is supposedly passively up for sale, but none of them will come and vote in meaningful sort of um, budget caps and are challenging these sort of things for, like spending caps because they think it makes it a less profitable organisation for someone to buy, because football clubs have gone from being like, community institutions that were essentially, a lot of them were funded by local millionaires, right, To and were running at at losses, but were, were more local, and as everything's expanded, but at the top of the game we have we have billionaires and oligarchs now, and we have people chasing, and we have people coming in and chasing dreams.
1: Yeah, and um, I do worry if, if we give these clubs money, then the reason they're in this, well, the reason a lot are in this in the first place is because of COVID. The reason some teams are in financial trouble is because they, uh, they they got owners splurging money at the wall trying to chase the dream, and I worry if we give them that money they're going to do the same. Do the Premier League or central government have any role to play in this? The government? Yeah.
2: For me, I think that, like I said, I think that we're going to be approaching on wasteland because if you look at the situation for COVID in this country, it's getting worse. It's not getting better. So this idea that we keep have clubs asking in the championship for having fans in and all this stuff is just seems ludicrous to me and it's as much as it might start I can't see it being uh, going on for a long time there is no financial model for these lower league clubs to survive without those fans in the stadium so for me the government has to come in if you're going to look at these clubs again like i said there's community institutions that need protecting because of the effect that they have beyond the thousands of people who support the club who maybe turn up to but to the whole wider community and you could issue um, government grants that could I think that, and they just have to come with with um, things that are forcing it through things that say it has to be a it has to be an equity stake you have to then use that to impose in, impose the wage caps on the leaks and stop having any sort of fight against it and then the, gov- the government doesn't need to own it because the government can then turn these clubs into back towards a sort of fan-owned model, which is maybe where I think most people in this country would like football to be and sort of look over to, to Germany and, and hark at that, but w- where the situation has got beyond the case where it's able to enforce that. And I think what we maybe have such a big tide wave about to hit the sport that we have a situation to sort of hit a nuclear button and have a reset and maybe build something that, or reshape something into what we wanted to do but we would never, ever have this opportunity again. All right.
1: Scott, quickly, before we move on, um, you had your hand in there. I was just going to ask you a question as well. Do you, you, as a lower league fan, look at the Premier League and look at uh, people like Gareth Bale coming in on £300,000 a week and think there's a huge disparity? Why don't we get some of that? Do you do that? Do you think that?
0: I do with MVIs because that portion of his wages could help out a lot of clubs in the lower league should it i don't know because gareth
2: bay ha- gareth Bale in a month will pay more money in tax in Backersville to towns than the deficit of Backersville to
0: town also there is um there is a wage salary cap in league one i do think there should be wage caps in league two as well and definitely in the championship
1: okay Right, all right, we'll move on because we've got, still got a fair bit to cover. So, um, Alexander Sorloth has gone to RB Leipzig for £20 million, which is a really weird transfer on a few levels because um, of that £20 million, Palace are going to split it 50-50 with Trabzon where he was on loan last season and scored 33 goals in 49 games. That seems a bizarre transfer if you're a Palace fan. Um, they're looking to spend that money on Saeed Benrahma, who's a very good player, but... Um, Emma... Mm-hmm. You speak muchos languages, don't you? See, sí. see, Uh Martin Keown this week, uh, former Arsenal defender Martin Keown. Um, he was talking about Mikel Arteta and he said, uh, quote-unquote, Michel Arteta, he said, Arteta speaks four or five languages. That would worry me because I'd like to hear it in English if I was an English player. Um, and Mick Dennis, who is a broadcaster and uh, commentator in this country, said that, this is a tweet, um, if Beelzer is the geniuses fawning acolytes among my old mates believe shouldn't he have maintained or mastered uh, a bit of English in the last 27 months Um, so you can't do right for doing wrong you either speak too many languages or not enough languages Emma what do you make of those comments I cannot
3: even tell you how angry that makes me
1: which one makes you more angry would they both equally
3: both equally Bielsa for a start (laughs) speaks English
1: Bielsa does yes
3: yeah he does but he isn't necessarily comfortable enough to not have his words misconstrued if he uses the wrong English word in public. He speaks to his players in English. Which is what, which is what Pochettino
2: did, right? So the whole time Pochettino was at Southampton, he never gave a press conference in English ever. Um, it was only when he signed for Spurs and Spurs insisted that he did that he started doing that well, that wasn't because he didn't learn English to move to Spurs.
0: No. Just didn't feel confident
1: while yeah. doing it. And what about two languages? That's
3: bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, are all the Arsenal players English? No. No, they're not. So, I mean, what, what's his. What, What's his point here? His point was that Mr. Wenger used to speak to all the
1: players in English. That was his point.
3: Right. I think so, it oh, less. he does as well. So but what's, what's wrong with giving somebody individual instructions in a language that they can understand, which is their first language, so he can get his point across even mm-hmm more than he has done already in english I, what is the problem with I, that
1: i'm it's because martin keogh maybe doesn't speak seven languages and can only understand oh, the one you're that you're
3: all very speaks. brexit aren't you <laughs> he, speak,
1: he barely speaks english properly martin
2: keogh. i don't i don't agree with him but i do think there's more, at least a little bit more to that point than there is to um than there is to the bielsa point that maybe there's something to be said that a, a team should have a in a dream scenario, a team should have a common language, right? And you should be able to communicate with each other. However, if you're standing on that touchline and you're giving instructions to Nicholas Pepe and Fred, I don't see what the problem is with that, right?
3: No. The Bielsa thing is just ignorance. Uh, he yeah, he, was, he,
2: also, was... he also hasn't been here 27 months, so I don't, they can't
1: even do maths. Uh, Mick Dennis was told this quite vociferously um, by many Leeds fans. He's only
0: been... He's only been at Leeds, what, two years?
1: I think so. Two yeah, years. Yeah. So that, that'd be 2024,
0: 20, maybe yeah. 25 months.
1: Yeah.
0: First, get your facts right, <laughs> McDennis. <Mick> <laughs> Second, don't be a fucking arsehole.
3: <laughs> does, does Martin Kier know exactly what language Miguel Aldejo speaks in the dressing room?
1: I think what I imagine it was. He speaks English. I was watching a little bit of the Fulham um, Arsenal game last week, and I tend to watch these games without the crowd noises. I like hearing everything going on inside the ground, and you could hear Arteta shouting in several languages to the players. And I think that was what Kio was That's, hearing.
2: Chris was a step away from saying foreign, man, foreign.
1: He was speaking <laughs> yeah, to them all in foreign.
3: How dare he come over to your land? take a job from an english
1: manager yes a young man in a he's factory could have... it, yeah. <laughs> a young lad in a factory <laughs> could have taken this job <laughs> what, what um, you... he's, he's su-
0: suppressing british wages exactly um <laughs> what, what was the phrase in south park i don't know they took our gerbs <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh other bits and bobs at uh, beta jerusalem just, just, but just give it
2: on I can. The reason I say this because I can see a a, a smidgen of an argument that you could say that sort of it slightly erodes away at team cohesion because at least if you're if you're playing alongside Nicolas Pepe and you're hearing like there's something to be said for knowing what other players are being told to do as well, right? There is a bit of that. So
3: well, if you He's not just told them the same thing, he's just told them, except in English or Spanish or whatever language. He's oh, see, I mean, you're, what <laughs> you're saying is that if you you're an advocate com- here, then you know
1: <laughs> you do that, but
3: you're an idiot,
1: correct? <laughs> um. Beytar Jerusalem are in negotiations for investment from Abu Dhabi. If anyone knows about Beytar Jerusalem's uh, no Muslim policy, then that could make for very interesting reading over the next few months. Uh, finally, in news, Chapecoense won the state championship, the Campeonato uh, Cataranese, and they lifted the trophy. Uh, the trophy was lifted by uh, Captain... Uh, Alan Ruschel and manager Neto, both of whom were survivors from the, the plane crash. Uh, some transfers, Emiliano Martinez has gone from Aston, uh, sorry, Arsenal to Aston Villa. Uh, who is now Arsenal's longest-serving player, now he's gone?
3: Mesut
1: Ozil. Mesut Ozil, well done. Oh, um, I was going to say but <laughs> no, it's Ozil, yeah. Uh, Borja Valero, Scott, has gone from Inter to Fiorentina. He's come back home. Yeah, is he, he's, he's getting long in the tooth a bit, isn't he?
0: Yeah, that's the only problem, but it would still do a job in that Fiorentina
1: midfield. Uh, A 300-year-old Branislav Ivanovic has gone from Zenit to West Bromwich Albion. And Mran Pjanic is going to wear the number eight shirt, Emma, because that was made official this week, wasn't it?
3: I've never been so offended. (laughs)
1: Horrified. How
0: about when someone on TalkSport did something to say that Jack Grealish... (laughs) Yeah. Like Andre Iniesta? Yes.
3: I, I just don't understand why. <laughs> I. I,
1: I Jamie know. O'Hara, wasn't it? Jamie O'Hara is an absolute renter quote on there. If you're I listening to talk,
3: and to play football.
1: <laughs> I think if you listen to talk sport and getting upset, you've fallen into their trap. I think it's the same as LBC. I, I think. mean,
3: I don't do any of those things,
1: but. Your life is all the better for it. It's yeah.
0: like, it's yeah, like yeah. Liverpool fans comparing Virgil van Dijk to Paolo Maldini, which yeah. never, ever, ever, ever happened.
1: I haven't seen that. Has that happened, has it? It's happened. OK.
2: And... The, the Greenish thing, essentially, is that he's a central um, midfield player who can dribble, and there aren't huge <laughs> lots of They're
1: both
3: one. they both midfielders. <laughs> <laughs> They're both men.
1: That's where it all ends. Um, Antti Revic has joined uh, Milan from uh, Frankfurt for £8.1 million. Pounds. Um, what do you make of that, Scott?
0: Very good signing. He had an excellent, I would say, probably last seven months at Milan. Him and Slatan did very well up front for Milan, and they complement each other well. And I would expect the same
1: for the next for this season coming up. Okay, and the last one, Emma, for you. I'm a bit curious about this one. Jonathan Caleri, uh, going from Maldonado to Osasuna. I remember big things being made of him when he was still in South America because he was top scorer in Copa Libertadores one year and then he went to West Ham and absolutely tanked. Um, he's played a little yeah. bit out in Spain, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, wasn't he on, um, uh, I want to
3: say, that say.
1: Think he was? He's been in Spain a couple of years, and this is the. He was. He was at Espanol last season, wasn't he?
3: He might have be, been. Yeah.
1: You've
0: you've also missed out another two transfers which could happen
1: tomorrow. I haven't happened yet. Though, that's why I've not written them
0: down. Oh, it's it's a swap deal between two Italian clubs and two strikers. Got it. So, no, actually it's not a swap deal. So, Arcadius Milik is moving from Napoli to Roma. Yeah. Which means Edin Jacko is going to Juventus for €15 million, Euros and will earn, on a two-year deal, €7.5 a, a year.
1: Oh, he's joined the dark side. I know. I'm going to have to unfollow an on Instagram now. Wow. wow.
3: You've missed a transfer here <laughs> as well, That um, Bialial signed Peruvius Sister Pian from um, Watford. Watford. Yeah. But he's been on loan, like, everywhere. He was, oh, no, no, was on sin on last season. And he was, quite frankly, the best
0: left-back in the league. Also, Roma have signed Marish Kambula from Hellas Verona, and he was one of the probably two or three best central defenders in Italy last season. And I look forward to watching him play against Hellas Verona on Saturday.
1: OK Well look Speaking of Hellas Verona um, Serie A is back this weekend So Fiorentina take on Torino uh, In the Juve hating derby uh, Verona play Roma And Parma Napoli Genoa Crotone Sassuolo Calgary uh, Juve Samp And AC Milan Bologna um, Which one of those are you looking forward to Apart from the Roma game? Uh,
0: Parma Napoli should be quite good yes, Look forward yes. to seeing Victor Osserman In his league debut Napoli absolutely splurged, splurged the cash on him. I think it, it's a deal up to €85 million. Euros,
3: okay. And
0: he's already impressed in pre-season training. Uh, Juve son could be interesting because it's Pirlo's first game in charge. and don't know how he's going to set up. To be honest, I don't know who... I've seen people doing predictions already and there's still like three, four weeks left in the transfer window to open still to go through and teams have only just come back from pre-season training so it's probably going to be Juve and maybe Atalanta for the top two but who knows Uh,
1: in Spain Real Sociedad play Real Madrid Levante play Atletico Madrid Uh, Sevilla play Elche you've still got a week off because of PTSD haven't you Emma? (laughs) Yeah, they've got friendlies. <laughs> uh, in Germany, the Bundesliga is back by in Schalke. Borussia Dortmund, Munchen, Gladbach, uh, and RB likes to play Mainz in France. It's Marseille-Lille, although Marseille are losing at the moment. Um, nice versus PSG and Rennes versus Monaco. Right into the Premier oh, League. Oh, oh.
0: Can what? I ask, um, did you see the Hamburg situation on Monday?
1: Uh, briefly, but we are running out of time. What's this then? Oh just said the fan. Oh yes, he ran uh, into the crown, didn't he? Is it Tony now? former QPR player? Yes, He
0: got you... some abuse from the fan He jumped into the crowd And gave game was worth
1: OK um, OK, let's go to the Premier League I'll miss out the the, uh, the Peruvian Clasico uh, Into the Premier League uh, Probably the most important game of the weekend Is um, on Sunday at half past four Chelsea versus Liverpool uh, This is the Frank Lampard shush derby From last season um,
0: are, you going, are you going to be watching this? Or are you going out for a walk? Or playing
1: with your kids? Or... I will probably
0: watch a little bit of this cut the grass with some scissors
1: Four 4.30pm or... is uh, me cooking dinner on a Sunday afternoon so I will watch at least half an hour of this um, Chelsea lost their last three in the Premier League versus Liverpool uh, but the Liverpool have got zero clean sheets in six In um, at that time they've uh, conceded 15 goals in eight games so maybe Fabinho does need to play at the back Scott
0: or maybe Virgil van Dijk isn't the best defender in the world that he thinks he is because he got got at by Leeds. But I can see Liverpool winning this comfortably. Yeah,
1: anyway. Yeah, probably,
2: unfortunately. But, uh, it's like, who do, you, who do you want to win most? Can't <laughs> wait for
0: it,
1: can they? <laughs> draw. You can hope for a draw. But, but then they get a point, so... Oh. They start with a point. Yeah. OK. Emma?
3: Unfortunately, I think Liverpool will win.
1: Oh, sorry. Say it again. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. Can you say it again?
3: Oh, my yeah. God. There's so little enthusiasm yeah. in that voice. <laughs> yes.
1: I, I didn't hear you, Emma.
2: The sentence oh. almost ground to a halt, as you're saying
1: it. <laughs> All right. We'll move on quickly to Everton, West Brom, then Saturday, 12.30 on Sky and BT Sport. Um. Everton won five drawn five lost one in their last eleven Premier League games versus West Brom um, didn't, have a, didn't have the best midfield in the country at that way did they Gareth Barry fix <laughs> <like> that now <laughs> Alan oh, crisis over uh, West Brom have got eight Premier League clean sheets versus Everton that's the most of anyone they've ever played in the Premier League uh, and you beat Spurs last week didn't you you had a good start so how do you think this is going to go the Ancelotti revolution continues
2: Four steel ahead
1: yeah yeah you reckon they going to be another easy? Another
2: easy? Yeah, you're right. It was an easy win against Spurs. Another easy win.
1: It wasn't too difficult though, was it?
2: No, it wasn't.
1: Um, yeah. You reckon Spurs, you've got Spurs.
2: the best in the country, what
1: do you need? Yeah. Hummers. Who are you it's more so impressed by best. last week? Because I remember you in the pre-season pod, you weren't impressed by either of these signings particularly. Yeah. So anyone,
2: anyone who claimed that we shouldn't have signed Alan as an idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who are you more impressed by? I take it it was Alan, was it?
2: yeah absolutely
1: yeah. I'm feeling definitely. very smug I picked Dominic Calvert-Lewin in my fantasy team as well um,
2: yeah and I definitely never said that he was a
0: championship level player <laughs>
1: <laughs> can we still have that recording from 18 months ago <laughs> uh, Leeds versus Fulham in the Olivier Decor derby uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday on BT Sport Um Leeds obviously won or lost four three sorry to Liverpool last week. They only had three shots on target all game versus Liverpool, and they scored all three of them. That's either highly efficient, clinical. or yeah, it's either clinical, or they don't have enough shots. So make of that whatever you will. Uh, I think from...
2: the answer's opinion was that they didn't have enough shots.
1: Was it okay? Yeah. Um,
2: but you're not always going to get you. You're not. You're not always going to play against a team who gets two
1: dodgy penalties, though, are you? saying? Not <laughs> both of those were dodgy.
0: A Liverpool turning into y- the Juventus of the Premier League.
1: Uh, I'm not sure how many sex offenders they got playing for them. No, he's, he's,
0: he's talking about the he's talking about all the, the
2: dodgy decisions and the doping. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: the, the, you read
2: the article. I sent you crest You yeah. sent, sent to, it in you the one. You just to turn a blind eye to
1: this one, <laughs> but you, you, don't, you don't like it, But these aren't yeah, the droids you're think looking it's for. It's
3: going to be before Thiago gets diagnosed with asthma. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um,
0: on, on, the, on the plane from Germany I <laughs> <laughs> is he given Ventolin or serotide in his uh, in his medical
1: he's gone the old Wiggins juice um, Mitch Rich didn't start last weekend he came on as a sub so presumably uh, he'll be starting this weekend um, although I'm sure Bielsa's got a plan worked out for him
0: he's probably scouted 95 out of the last 96 Fulham games <laughs> knows what the shape and then the, the the tactical now that Scott Park is going to
1: play. So yeah, I'm get, yeah I'm going to go Leeds in this one. Is anyone else so, got a, anything different?
2: No, no. I, I hope that Leeds win this game because
1: um, you're a kiss, Mr. Ross. Wow. That as well, Mr. Bell. If... Mr. Bell, that last lastly, Mr. Etchingham said things. Have an apple. <laughs> <laughs> He
2: doesn't like. Was everyone knows that? Oh, <laughs> um, no, because I, I just otherwise I would slightly worry about them, as they could very quickly get this reputation of everyone loving them, and they are doing like against Liverpool, right? They kind of come away, they come away with that Liverpool game, with all the credit, zero points. Like you, you need to get rid of that quickly because Norwich can tell you that
1: that doesn't keep them the league. You should definitely listen to this week's set piece menu if you haven't already. Um, Manchester United versus Crystal Palace uh half past five on Sky on um, Saturday um, Manchester United have won the 20 of their opening day Premier League games that is the most by anybody although Palace have won uh, they won 2-1 at Old Trafford last season um, United of course have that hugely rich vein of form from January till the end of the season are they going to pick up where they left off Emma um yeah,
3: probably. Yeah. Did, who did Christopher play at the weekend?
1: They beat Southampton 1 0, didn't they? Southampton, yeah. Uh, yeah,
3: Manchester
1: United will win. Yeah. Is Sancho
0: playing. Jaden Sancho. <laughs> yeah,
3: <is> he a play. <laughs> Before he
0: signed for United after hearing all those transfer rumours. It's been gone on. It's back on. Things. It's off.
2: It's back on. It's off
1: what did i hear today oh i heard today that this is a deliberate ploy by ed woodward to leave this to the final day of the transfer window so that dortmund cave in and they get him for a cut price rate
0: <laughs> dortmund are never ever going to cave in
1: this is a man that's not learned his lessons
2: i don't think they're going to cave in but i do think that quite similar to the sort of which you can see a little bit with the tiago situation here that are oh, not going to pay 30 million euros to all oh, We've just your <laughs> euros. Yeah. I think that... But I, I, I think there's a good chance that this deal still happens and Manchester United pay the price. But Dortmund, to a extent, have already caved in because I'm fairly sure they gave a deadline on like the 28th of August to have this deal done.
1: Yes, they've already said they considered this over, haven't they?
2: Yeah. They're still at... They, they, it seems that they're still at the table.
1: Okay. Having said that, who do you think is going to win this weekend? I think... United. Yeah. Manchester. Okay, uh, Arsenal versus West Ham, eight o'clock Saturday night and Sky. Um, I might be in for this one, Scott. Um, Arsenal beat Fulham last weekend. Uh, West Ham had that horrific result against Newcastle, didn't they? Um, Aubameyang in his last sixteen London derbies is scored twelve and got three assists. So I'm quite happily got him in my fantasy team as well.
0: To sign a new fat juicy contract, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he has. I'm sure there's 55 uh, scouting members of staff. We're we'll very pleased for him.
0: Um
1: Arsenal won 10 at 11 at home versus prim- in the Premier League versus West Ham. David Moyes zero wins uh, away at Arsenal in 19 attempts. So uh, can we Z- <laughs> Z-
0: zero in 20?
1: It's going to be zero in 20, is it, guys? Yes. Oh,
0: very
2: much,
0: yeah. Okay,
2: I'm, I'm just remembering a lot of
0: those defeats. <laughs> <laughs> some, of them, some of them, some of them are called quite heavy as well.
2: You got the PTSD
1: as well.
0: I gather you are in attendance in the away end.
2: Oh, I've been many a heavy defeat in the away end. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure. They, I'm not sure any of those were uh, were the responsibility of David Moyes I think that those you, you're looking more at your Martinez's, your Cummins for those ones. Oh.
1: Adams with a PTSD now. Um, Southampton versus Spurs. Uh, this is Sunday at noon and BT Sport. The Dean Richards Derby. Uh, both gave, they lost their games last week. Um, Southampton a little bit more unlucky, I think. I think if uh, Geiter in the Palace goal had uh, been on sort of lesser form, then Che Adams would certainly have got a goal and would have come away from Palace with something. Um, Spurs have lost 88 Premier League games on a Sunday that's the most by any team and Southampton have won their last four on a Sunday is that going to have any bearing Emma on this week
3: wow make it 89 you reckon no I think Spurs are going to (laughs) win do you what a ridiculous stat
0: it's
1: a trend obviously 88 games is a trend
0: is it up there with Sadio Mani scoring 30% of his goals by the seaside?
1: 80, <laughs> got, yeah, 80% of his goals in two miles of the sea. We, we had the dunking on, didn't we, talking about this and where the yes. sea ends? <laughs> um, Adam, what do you reckon? I reckon uh, Southampton will get something out of this. Well,
2: they couldn't get anything against Crystal Palace, and Crystal Palace are rubbish. And they also lost to Brentford midweek. But then um, Spurs were rubbish as well, so I don't... Yeah. These are two teams who I thought... And... We're in a strange situation, and it's early stages of the season. But two teams I thought would be better have started very cold, so I I don't know what happens there.
1: To uh, be I'm going to stick my neck out, and Southampton are going to finish higher in the league than the Spurs this season.
3: No, what with Gareth coming back? Seriously.
1: I...
2: If I was to agree with any statement there, I
1: just want to agree with the laugh. That's just that. (laughs) Hey, if Spurs play all their games on a Sunday, they were relegated. Chris, do you want to
0: make a bet for this, and we'll donate whoever loses donates the money to charity? Uh,
1: No, because I don't bet, and people should work harder rather than rely on charity. I don't believe that. I'm only joking. I don't believe that at all.
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) No, and I don't bet anyway. Um, Okay, so you're all going for Spursy? Yes. Draw. Draw. Okay, uh, Spurs, Spurs almost lost
0: in Bulgaria tonight?
1: Yeah, they were one 0 down for quite some total they for one, a while. Two, they?
0: One. I remember they will have to play nine games in twenty four days.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure, Mourinho were taking his stride, weren't he?
0: He's already moaned about it. So watch out for a very slow start for Spurs in the Premier League.
1: Okay. Uh, right, Newcastle versus Brighton in the Leon Best Derby. Um, Newcastle zero wins in six versus. Brighton brighter are unbeaten seven away. Um Newcastle haven't won their first home game of the Premier League season in six attempts, so uh it's hard to tell with both these teams. One's got a very good coach but not maybe not the players, and the other one vice versa. Although I do like the way that Newcastle have bought this season.
2: Which one of those is which?
1: Brighton are the good team with the not so great players, I think. You need a good coach with the not so great players. Yeah. Sorry, oh, the,
2: team, the, the team good coach. I'm not sure I agree with that. I think that Brighton have a lot of very good players. Okay. And I actually was really impressed with them and quite well. Relatively impressed with them in the game against Chelsea and think that a Brighton team that stumbled across a, a genuine threatened goal scorer would be a top half of the Premier League team.
1: All right. Okay, fair enough.
2: So essentially, that Chelsea performance is the is the defeat that I will use to justify Brighton being a really good team for about four months. <laughs> at which point they will lose a game that I think they will. They'll probably lose against Crystal Palace, where I will then give up on them and their form will turn and they will finish 17th. That's <laughs> probably the, the the Brighton story for the season.
1: All right. So you think they're going to win this one?
2: No, I'm not going to
0: go that far because I actually <laughs> think that Newcastle have bought good yeah. players as well. Fair enough. Uh, Scott and Emma. I'm
3: going
0: for a draw. All right. I think Newcastle are going to win. I think Newcastle are going
1: to win just. Yeah, I think it will be close. I think this might be uh, when are they play Sunday, so last time match of the day, too, I think, uh, if there's such a thing. Um, Leicester versus Burnley in the Joga Johnson Derby at 7 o'clock on Sunday. This is on BBC. Um, a win. Uh for Brendan would make him uh, would make him the fourth fastest Premier League manager to hundred Premier League wins. I'm not gonna ask you you Brendan Premier. are you? Yeah, why not?
3: Very familiar.
1: Yep. Yeah. Kind of first name terms we're all. My um, Brendan. Sorry? Oh Brendy. Brendy. Brendy <laughs> Pooh. <Officer. laughs> <laughs> dog. Hey, my name wasn't in those envelopes. I know that for a fact. Uh, yeah Leicester versus Burnley um, how do you think this one's going to go I'm uh, I think this is, Leicester are going to start well again and maybe fade out maybe this is a thing that brendy Poos does Brendy Poos,
0: really
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> beat up was fine but is Pooz <laughs> yeah
0: that's a bit wow well then they'll have a new Turkish winger on the team
1: won't
0: they uh, exactly you reckon that's going to be in place by then do you it's almost
1: done. I, I, do you know what? I still have a soft spot for him, um, and I reckon he could do okay somewhere else. What do you reckon? He'll do. it will do well in the Premier League. Yeah. This is Chenge's under uh, Adam and Emma, who
0: was he, he at the Euros
1: he, in two thousand
0: sixteen? He he took the corner for Costas Manolas scoring against Barcelona in that epic win. When was it? Twenty eighteen, Emma? I
1: can't remember.
3: Yeah, rem- like his
1: remind me about that, Scott. I've forgotten. Uh,
0: Barcelona won the first, like 4 1 against Roma. Roma won the second, like 3 0, no, and went throwing away
1: girls Oh, Manolas, the Greek god in Rome. That's right. I remember. <laughs> Which
3: team did you say you
1: joined in? Leicester. Right.
3: Well,
1: I'm going to say there's only one this season, I guess. I hope Burnley wins. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Er. Uh... Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. This is Monday night game, six o'clock on Sky. Um, Adam, Billy Sharp has got four and three versus Aston Villa. He's,
2: he's not even going to make it on the pitch. going <laughs> will stay he,
1: four and three. But if he does, <laughs> if he does, then it'll be four and four. Yeah, okay. Um, is Billy Sharp still, still playing
2: for Sheffield United?
0: No, that's well, playing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, 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 I had to look up Jagielka yesterday to see if he was still there. I think he, he was started. released, wasn't
1: he? No, he started in the back three, Jagielka, in the Carabao Cup. That's his level. Oh. <laughs> um, Villa won their last two at home towards the end of last season when they had that sort of little run to keep them in the Premier League. Um, Sheffield United lost 2-0 to uh, Wolves last week. Um, this is Villa's first game they are winless in eight in the Premier League in September so they don't like this month of the year either does that have any bearing do you think anyone looks at the calendar and goes oh my god it's September but Harry Kane does August i
3: am mm.
1: just, just seeing faces I've seen faces staring <laughs> back at me well, I guess that's a no it
3: this, this season, didn't it? they didn't play in August
1: that's right that's right.
0: Um, How do you think this game's going to go then, Chris? Uh,
1: well, I'm hoping that should a goalkeeper catch it and fall behind the goal, right, that it might be picked up on camera. By <laughs> <Like far. laughs> um, I always want Villa to do well, so I, I'm hoping that they will do well. Midlands well,
0: team. I will go the opposite. And I think oh, so can... As far
2: as now, it's, it's just supporting just blanket the Midlands Yeah.
1: Team. I always want Midlands teams to do well.
0: Is that, uh, is that all of the Midlands
1: uh, yeah. That, well, that apart from... Maybe not so much Forest and Derby, but the other ones, yeah.
0: Would, does that include... Does Burton count? Does Walsall count? Yeah.
1: Warsaw's in Poland.
0: I've but yeah. the podcast now, Chris. They all they count. Really extended
1: now. Go on, I want them to do well. I reckon Villa will win. Jack Grealish happy. John McGinn back. Um, Trezeguet up front, banging him in. I reckon they'll do it. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, what
2: a, how, you a good of I'm going to go. Jack Grealish. Oh, I missed Jack
1: Grealish. John McGinn is a decent player.
2: What do they call Jack Grealish? Sort of like the, the black country in the Esther.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, now I want Sheffield you United to <laughs> win.
1: Um, they, don't they call Billy Sharp the, um, the Yorkshire uh, David Villa the, the, the Well,
3: then I know it's draw. a <laughs>
2: draw. <laughs> So the one time I feel slightly sorry for Jack Greenwich is that he's done nothing to... <laughs> he's done
1: nothing to get there just... <laughs> now I hate him <laughs> okay fair enough right last one of the weekend um, probably also up there for the game of the weekend is uh, quarter past eight on Sky on Monday night Wolves versus Manchester City um, Wolves have won their last two versus City Do you remember that? this was Boxing Day last year wasn't it when it Wolves was. won 3-2 I think wasn't it
0: Wolves well, Wolves did a double over Man City last season because they won 2-0 at the Etihad. Oh, that was
1: Troy yeah. I
0: don't Troy double. Yeah. And I will think they're going to make it 3 out of 3.
1: Do you? Because um, no team has won 10 of their consecutive first games of the season in the Premier League, and City at the moment are on 9.
0: And it probably, In my opinion, I, I, probably it would be horrifically wrong and I'll have all over my face. <laughs> I'll be happy to admit it.
1: No, I think and you might be right.
0: All, or
1: to win, um, I, yeah, I'm kind of wondering if City got the stuffing knocked out of them after that Leon game that everyone expected them to win. Um, and maybe
0: it's because, because Pep overthinks everything,
1: yeah. Uh, although their last five games in the Premier League City won by an aggregate of 21 to 1. So, has anyone got any? Is, any... Is anyone gonna cheer? Is anyone think City are gonna win this or anything different? Yeah. Yeah
2: damning statement
1: about Wolves.
3: Other than, um. <laughs> 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 You're going to live by it. I, I, I really like Wolves, but I still think Manchester City are going to win.
0: I'm assuming that Laporte isn't going to play, though.
3: Oh, yeah, because
0: he's still... Oh, he tested yeah, positive for the Covizzle, didn't he?
1: Can Phil Foden play? Did you call it the co Yes, I did. Sorry. <laughs> I do that. It's, so, it's so
2: rampant in this country and we have to give it fun little names to make it it's more powerful. It's because <laughs> the someone... The problem with coronavirus in this country is just it just needs a rebranding. It's just got yeah. a bad right?
0: <laughs> No, Dan Edwards, Dan Edwards, who's an Argentine football correspondent, called it Covizzle. I think Chris shared it on the WhatsApp group.
1: Yeah, I? I can't remember. Possibly. Yeah. I share a lot. Okay. <laughs> Um, right, OK, right. That brings us to the end of our uh, Premier League roundup. brings us to the end of our podcast. It's been a long one, sorry about that, folks, but um, hopefully you've enjoyed it all. Uh, Scott, if they want to follow you on Twitter...
3: Quality how... content.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Scott, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Uh, Scott underscore man Adam, if they want to follow you, how do they do that on Twitter? Adam, I say 101. Uh, Emmett, they can't follow you, can they?
3: They better not.
0: No. <laughs> That's <laughs> a <brat>. How about... <laughs> Your new adventure, Chris.
1: My new adventure. Yes, I've got a new Twitter account because I've got I've reopened my old blog, and coming soon, probably uh, early next year, is a brand new book by me. So I opened up a new Twitter account called E-Goal posts uh, Thank you very much. So that's at posts, Um which is something I'm very excited. I first wanted to write a book when I was golf. I'm here. Just a few years later and it's about to become a reality. So I'm very happy with that. Um forgot, not that gonna, not to I want to belittle your fantastic achievement, but I'm not gonna miss an opportunity to make
2: an Alabat joke. So will we all be invited to the pulping as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, <Yes. not> <laughs> oh, okay. You can be in the Midlands as well and I will be there.
1: Not in the world of e-books. <laughs> it's there forever.
2: <laughs> How do you work with e-book?
1: Oh. <laughs> just stick when... your laptop in a trash it's machine a, so when
0: it's, it's
2: essentially it's or... an episode of Will This Blend, isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah well you have to go on tour when all of this is over basically
1: uh, so long as that tour stops at the Tamar then yes I'm more than happy to go on tour um... are you
2: going to provide the nuts like Mark did in Peachay
1: <laughs> i never watched that foreign peep show so I'm guessing so uh, you can also follow me at cetchum77 on Twitter uh, we are at Man of the Post on Twitter and also on Instagram you can find us and uh, follow us on there you can like us on uh, Facebook as well um, Chris and Dave and hopefully Simon and Ross will be here on Sunday to review the games that we've been previewing uh, there'll be other pods coming out as well, so if you subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts uh, following the iOS 14 update, uh, you can follow us on ACAST and Stitcher and Spotify, and they'll all fall automatically into your inbox. So guys, thank you ever so much. You're welcome. And... Thank you. Gracias, Emma. De I <laughs> Always remember to keep your man in the post.